Welcome to Eclipse the Fear with Lenita Mitchell Blackwell. Today's guest, Tashana Richardson, shows us how to get over the fear of living. Because how many of us would start a business while we were homeless? Want to hear more? Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Eclipse the Fear with Supreme Performance and Personal and Professional Development Coach Lenita Mitchell Blackwell. In this episode, we are really excited to speak with Tashana Richardson, this powerful network marketing guru has so many things that she has accomplished. She is a motivational speaker. She is a trainer. She has achieved incredible success with multi-level marketing organizations. She is also an author. She is a mother and she is a beauty. So I bet it does not even begin to scratch the surface of this powerhouse executive. And so at this time, we welcome Tashana Richardson. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you so much for that awesome and amazing introduction, Lenita. And and thank you for having me on this evening. Today is very special to me. Well, you're very welcome. Now tell us why this is so special to you today. Well, when I was given the dates to choose from, I saw May 13th, and believe it or not, four years ago, it was um, a a Friday, um, a rainy Friday, and uh, I made a decision to leave uh, Vienna Hairstyles for 12 years and join Network Marketing. So today is my four-year anniversary with uh, multi-level marketing. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So, you know, I know I did a very brief intro of you, and I mentioned before the show that the few sentences that were in the space for you to do your bio do not even begin to do you justice. Can you share a little bit more with our audience who you are, what you do, and what makes you excited about every day? Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Do we have enough time? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just to start off, um, uh, again, my name is Tashana Richardson, and um, I am a mother, as you stated. I have five wonderful and amazing uh, children. The the oldest, he is graduating from A&T University in December, and I have a senior. With everything that's going on, I just happen to have a senior that's graduating with this COVID-19. Uh, and so we've had, we have three graduation dates um, upon us. And so hopefully we'll be able to wa- uh, watch her walk across the stage. Um, and I have an angel that resides in heaven uh, back in 2012, um, almost coming up to nine years um, in next month. Um, I had to um, say goodbye or see you later to my youngest child. He was a few days shy of being six months. He uh, was born with a fistula, trachea, esophageal fistula. And to sum it up, um, his throat was disconnected from his esophagus. And so in in our terms, he couldn't swallow. And so um, he had an amazing surgery. Um, There were complications that followed and he passed away from pneumonia and um, that's the day my life changed you know I thought living was living until my son passed away and that's where 
my life went into a complete halt. So um, moving forward, you know, I know we're going to talk and, you know, have a conversation, but, you know, um, it took me a long time to understand that it took him to die for me to live. And I was very uncomfortable with saying that out loud, but my my life revolved around that. I, I, I really didn't take, I took life seriously. And, you know, I, I, I didn't take it as serious um, until he passed away. And so every birthday is, a, is, is special to me. Every day is special to me. Um, take pictures. A lot of people say, oh, Tashana, oh my God, you're always taking selfies. Because at the end of the day, he only lived for about six months and I have over five, 600 pictures of him. And those pictures of memories are, are lasting me for a lifetime. And so um, I'm gonna turn it back over to you. Don't wanna start crying, but you know, I can just stop right there and, and just give you so many outlets of, of what that did for me, you know, not only spiritually, but emotionally, you know, um, we as a community, you know, we go through life sweeping things under the rug and externally we look okay. You know, we, we, I was a hairstylist, so I knew how to mask it. I knew how to do my hair. I knew how to fix my makeup and, and, and put the right clothes on just in case I, you know, was outside and people looked at me. I wanted to exemplify strength, but that was only external on the inside. I was decomposing and rotten to the core because I didn't have anybody to talk to about, you know, what I was experiencing after losing my son. And it, I sunk into a deep depression where I just felt like suicide was my portion. Um, I just said, you know, if this is the life that I got to live here on this earth, death has to be better because I can't do this thing called life anymore. And, you know, you're, you're listening to a mother that has five other children that needs to be taken care of. So, you know, you had to reach an extremely low point in life to just want to, you know, exit. And so, you know, um, I thank God for that experience. I thank God that, you know, I have the opportunity to see him again. And so that's why I live every day you know, as if it's my last, because when it's all said and done, I want to see my son again. So back to you. You know, you, first of all, thank you so much for your bravery and your courage in sharing that, because our children are everything to us. And the thought of losing one, even though we know that the others are relying on us, that is devastating. And I really commend you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You're so welcome. You know, you mentioned that you didn't really learn to live until your son died, your child died. And I, I look at the things that you have accomplished since then, and it seems like you took that opportunity to say that tomorrow is not promised. Anything that I want to do, I need to just go out here and do it. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, it is a fair statement. However, I didn't know what it was that I was supposed to be doing. You know, I knew it was in my soul that I needed to be doing something, but I failed to ask God, what's my purpose? So I was just roaming around after he passed, you know, for three years from 2012 to 2015. You know how we say, God, show me a sign, you know, but, you know, God ordered my steps, but my feet wasn't moving. 
And so finally, I just opened up my mouth November of 2015. I said, okay, God, you got me by the throat. You got, you, you, I surrender. You know, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Because I know there's purpose in me, but I need to be clear about what I'm supposed to be doing. And do you know, I didn't get an answer right away. And I was like, okay, three years I've been pondering and walking around in no man's land in my mind. And then I finally opened up my mouth and I don't get an answer. And months later, you know, um, 2016, well, let me back up 2015, right after Thanksgiving, I created a space on social media called I Am Beautiful, The Movement. And I simply wanted to just have a space for 12 other women we had just did a calendar photo shoot, you know, different women throughout North Carolina that had experienced tragedies and they triumph. And so we did a 12 month calendar and I was like, Hey, we need to take this to social media. And, you know, one of my friends said, no, let's just keep this for us. Let's just, you know, this sisterhood. I said, but if it was 12, then it has to be more people that has gone through what we've gone through. And I really want to open this forum up, you know, just for conversation. And so I did it. And I, I, I created that space on social media in 2015. And I tell you, in a little over 30 days, we had 80,000 women in that organization just pouring out their testimony. And at that time, I was still hurt. And I was watching all of these women come through. And a lot of people were saying, well, you don't want to be the head of an organization while you still hurt. You can't, you can't help heal when you're hurting. And, you know, today I beg to differ because if it wasn't for the organization and without those testimonies that were shared in that private group, you know, I don't know where I would have got, gathered strength from. I didn't want to go talk to anybody because we are a community and culture that if we we say something wrong with us, you know, we're labeled and you don't want to be labeled. So you just go on with your life and, you know, it just builds up until you just can't take it anymore. And I didn't want to live my life feeling like I was in this explosion, you know, waiting to just explode. And so that group, those women, I, I thrived off of their testimonies. And so uh, 2016, May 13th, today, <laughs> 2016, a young lady found me on social media and she said, I've been watching you for months and I'm looking at our mutual friends. You know, the first thing you do when somebody sends you a friend request or inbox, you're like, who is this person? Why, why, right. she right. why she inboxing me we don't have no mutual friends who sent her you know and that's the first thing we do but I didn't do that this time I looked at her page I said well whoever she is she looks important you know it's social media and it's Facebook and I was like well she you know she wants to help me but I'm like why would she want to help me so I just kept conversing with her in the inbox she said I've been watching you I've watched you do this I've watched you do that and I was like oh now she's a stalker now you know uh but she said you know I've been sent to help you and lo and behold I reached out and gave her my yes I gave myself that yes and see mind you at that time from November 2015 to then I had got out of a unhealthy relationship he left me homeless we were in the home it foreclosed and we ended up you know leaving when the house was purchased and one of my friends that's a pastor thank god for pastor Jasonia for coming to pick us up in a u-haul and we gathered all we could gather and we went to her house 
and you know a whole hour and a half away from where we were and knowing that I had to drive a whole hour and a half for them to go to school so my life just like turned upside down but she wanted to help me and I could not understand until today after all the things that were accomplished God said I couldn't let everybody help you at that time because those were to go, those people were going to be the ones that say, if it wasn't for me, she wouldn't have been able to do this. And if it wasn't for me, she wouldn't have that. And so he kept me away on purpose from those people and sent a perfect stranger to my life by the name of Renee Toppin. And on today, around this time, I joined my first network marketing company. A few days later, I quit my job as a hairstylist. I was self-employed for 12 years and I made a run for um, a company that I was with, which is my prior company. And uh, we were able to, to do some amazing things in that company. You know, it's, it's amazing how we go through life and there are times that just bring us to our knees, literally like fall out on the floor. But that is time where God is able to speak to us and we're able to hear. And not only did he change your location um, and your friends, it sounds like, but he changed your job and changed your purpose and just let you loose on the world. Can you share some <laughs> of the things? I mean, really? I mean, and, and, and that is an amazing testimony. When you think about, like, I compare what happened with you to the symbolism of Noah in the ark. I mean, God totally removed Noah from everything that he knew and was familiar with. And he was out there on the water by himself for a long time. And mm -hmm. then, and only after everything that was no longer cleaning of God was gone, could he then give him land and give him family and give him riches beyond his wildest imagination. And it is just it's beautiful to hear you talking about those things. Can you share some of the things that you've been able to accomplish since you stepped out on the land? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I put my hand, my foot on the land, <laughs> I, you know, I had to change my mindset because that was the first thing I had to do. And I think that's the first thing anybody that wants to be successful in anything that they um seek out to do that you have to change your mindset and like you say you have to remove yourself from everything that's familiar because it's the people that's around you all the time they're familiar with who you are and where you left them um and so when you remove yourself from that type of atmosphere and start reading you know then and only then can you reach out and 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 soar um and so when I joined my prior company, and I don't have no problem saying it, Surge 365, I was, I was in travel. I joined this company uh, four years ago today, and I had an amazing uh, coach mentor, Renee Toppin and Nakia Muhammad. And they, they, they said, you know, if you take this opportunity, your life would never be the same. And I believed them. And they didn't judge me being on Section 8. They didn't judge me being on food stamps for 17 years. They didn't judge me for not having a high school diploma. They didn't see any of that. And they didn't care about any of that. They just saw a woman that had a heart of gold and wanted to help anybody um, that I could help. 
Um, and so when I joined this company, my very first 84 days in the company, I was the very first one to hit a $50,000 bonus. And um, it completely changed my life. Um, the tears that I cried, the heartache that I went through to just get to that point. And mind you, I did all of that being homeless. You know, I didn't have my own place. Uh, I would drop the kids off at school and I would go sit in Target and they would have a Starbucks. And so I would use their Wi-Fi. So shout out to Target. They have the best Wi-Fi and it kept me working from 9 o'clock a.m. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 3 p.m. And they just kept watching me. And so, you know, I had, I was going there so much, they would just start waving um, when I walked in and um, and, and little did they know I, I didn't have a place to go. I had to sit there and work my business until, you know, it was time for me to pick up my kids. And everybody kept saying, well, you need to go back. You need to go find you a job. You need to do this. And I had all of those things, you know, in my ear. And I said, no, God told me to go. And I trust him with everything. And um, when, I, when I felt like they got tired of me at Starbucks, I flew down to Burger King and they had a little furniture in there. So I would make shift my furniture, their furniture in there and make it my little office for the day. I would eat breakfast and then I'll turn around and eat lunch. And then I would go pick the kids up and sometimes come right back to Burger King. And I was just on a mission. And now that I look back at it, I realized some of those days I don't even change clothes. I was wearing the same thing. <laughs> every day because I kept telling myself you're just one day closer to whatever it is that I'm supposed to be doing I didn't know if there was a finish line I just knew that whatever I did today is going to be better than my yesterday and that's what kept me focused and I was looking at my kids and they didn't deserve this and so when I started making money you know I'm in the travel industry so we have hotels in the back office so I I um um, after I got that bonus, I was able to leave where I was, and we got a hotel closer back towards their school. I ended up going to CarMax and purchasing a car. Uh, my vehicle was repossessed, and so I needed another vehicle, and I uh, did that, checked into uh, Wellingate. <laughs> Never forget, I checked, I said, oh my God, this is just too expensive to stay here every day, and so one of my friends told me to check out Extended Stay of America uh, we went there on a Boulevard in, uh, I'm sorry, Appliance Drive in Raleigh. And um, it wasn't home, but you had a full refrigerator. You had your, your two beds. You had your sofa. And my kids never knew at night how I would cry, you know, and it was Thanksgiving was approaching. And I, I just couldn't believe that we were in a hotel. But God said, you, you never had to ask anybody for a night's stay. Be grateful. And so I was grateful. And I would go to the refrigerator, load that refrigerator up. And before you knew it, I had a deep fryer in there. I was frying my kids chicken. And I would just wanted to give them some type of normalcy, even though they didn't ask for this, even though, you know, I could have done a lot of things like, you know, gave them up to the system because I couldn't function, but they all wanted to be with me and I wanted to be with them. And we just maintained. Um, and then in, in November, I was invited to Florida, you know, to the founder's uh, home and, and to his country club. And uh, I, I didn't, half of them didn't even know my situation. I didn't even want them to know my situation because I didn't want nobody feeling sorry for me. You know, so what I did was, I just got my children up early that morning. I know about five o'clock that morning. I said, I got to get here. I felt like 
the woman at the well, like, I mean, the woman that, um, that needed to touch, she touched God's him. You know, she just, if I could just get there to touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And I didn't know all that was going to happen when I got to Florida. So I'm thinking Orlando, I'm coming from North Carolina. No, I had to drive all the way to Naples, Florida. And that was about 14 hours straight. But then you have kids, they got to go to the bathroom and they hungry. So it ended up being almost a 24 hour drive, but I made it there. And uh, when I got there, I just felt a sign of relief. Um, and I, I went to that meeting with the founder of the company and that's where my new level mindset popped in. I said, you know what, I want to go to the next level and I want to go to the next level before the following, the following year. And, um, I set my mind to it. I put some things in place and my first year anniversary in that company, I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I was the marketing director. Um, first one that was awarded a vehicle. Uh, we got that challenger and um, it was just a, a glorious occasion. That day I was presented with about $17,000 in checks because I worked really, really, really hard and you had to have 500 people in your business. But um, to That's make a amazing. Long story, Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a lot of hard work. And when, when, you have, when you have a goal in mind, you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable. And when you have people that are cheering you on and not trying to pull you back, it makes a major difference. And these people didn't want anything from me. And so um, I can say that I was blessed to be in that business. And of course, the story changed. Um, last year, they demoted me. Um, I, I, of course, I Am Beautiful was there first, which is a nonprofit organization now um, and was then before I got into the company. Um, they put a piece of paper in my face and say, you're no longer able to do this, that, this 18, almost 18 pages seemed like of do not do this. And it was presented to all the directors um, of the company. Um, but I do feel like I was single out and another person was single out um, and I stood firm and did not sign it. And because I did not sign their agreement for me not to do my organization, do not write the book, do not do the lipsticks, do not, do not, do not. Um, they demoted me. I was a qualified marketing director. I had over 1,500 people at that time last year on my team. And um, two weeks later, August the 13th, 2019, I resigned. They took everything from me, came and repossessed the vehicle, took all my residual income from me that I worked hard for, and we parted ways. So uh, I moved right on. <laughs> I kept it moving. And that's what you have to do. So once it becomes clear that a man thinks that he has given, God a lot of times takes it back so that he can bless you with more. One of the things that I tell people is as long as your hands are full, God can't give you more. So once your hands were no longer full with that, he can give you more. Amen. I, I truly believe that. Um, and, and since then, I, I, I released my book. I, you know, um, the nine lines, which was inspired by my trip to Costa Rica while I was in the company. Um, I released the Miss 50K cosmetic line of Prosperity Hues, which are lipsticks. And so, you know, that, that has been amazing and, and keeping me afloat. I decided that I just didn't want any type of lipstick. I wanted women to feel good about a lipstick. But however, we have the power to speak life 
over our our lives, our family, our finances, everything. And so all the names of the lipsticks are named after prosperity. So um, that was released. And and then I joined another company and another company. And like you said, when your hands are full, God can't bless you with 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 even the more. And so uh, what I did walk away with was myself. I get to take me with me wherever I go. And then I walked away with peace, knowing that I did something right and I stood for what was right. So um, that's just been an amazing uh, process to to just watch me grow from something that really, really hurt me. Now tell us some more about your book, if you don't mind. Oh, yes. The, the book is called The Nine Lines. It was inspired by my trip to Costa Rica in 2017. Uh, I was able to go there. And one of the activities they had for us were was zip lining. And I never, ever zip lined a day in my life. Um, all I could see at the top of that mountain was these beautiful uh the, the beautiful top of the, the mountain and these beautiful tropical forests and I could not believe that I was about to do this and I'm saying I'm scared but everybody's hyping up each other and like we got this and I was like lord I did not come out the country to do this but I did it and there were nine lines that I zip line through and every line that needed was very different I mean every line was a different scream a different feel a different thrill a different chip it was just different and before we even got on the man hooked us up to all this stuff we had the hard hat on we had on these construction big gloves and then we had on this waistband that had not um nine chains to them so we went from weighing whatever we weighed to an extra 25 pounds of 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 chains added to us and so, you know, every time you complete a line, they will unhook that one and then you will be hooked up to the next line. And so when I got to that ninth line, you would have thought that the ninth line would have been the easiest line because you've gone through all of it. But the ninth line was actually one of the hardest lines because then you had to walk up this, the side of this hill to get to your exit. And when I finally got off those nine lines, I just broke down to my knees and yeah, my crew, they all came to me and, you know, I, I, they thought I was hurt. I said, I'm fine. I said, I just went through my entire life on these lines. Each line represented something that I've gone through and I accomplish it because when you start living, there's no do-overs and you can't turn around and say, oh, I want to do this line over. I want to do this life over. So in the spirit realm, of the nine lines, it just represented the things that I had gone through and I had triumphed over. And it just kept tugging in my heart for almost a year and I couldn't get it out of me. And so I reached out to a publisher, Amina Mays, and I said, I gotta do something with this. And she said, you tell me what you want. And I said, I wanna write a book. I gotta get this story out of me. And I named it The Nine Lines. And so each chapter in the book represents a particular uh, phase in my life that I, I've gone through. How would a person get a copy of that? Oh, well, you can go to Amazon and type in the nine, N-I-N-E, lines, L-I-N-E-S, the nine lines. However, if you want an autographed copy from me, you can um, email me at IamBeautifulTheMovement at gmail.com for your autographed copy. Shauna, I thank you so much for coming on the show today. Your your strength, your integrity, and your 
your radiance because your beautiful inside and out are truly an inspiration. I thank you so much. Well, I thank you so much for, for even having me and I really appreciate it. And, and I can't wait to actually meet you in person. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Eclipse the Fear with Lanita Mitchell Blackwell. Let me drop this little nugget on you. Sometimes when we go out into the world and we are just convinced that everything that is happening is bad. We hear bad news. We run into people who have these horrible stories to tell us. And sometimes we don't have the best day. Remember, those things have value too. I was listening to the book, The Untethered Soul. And one of the things the author said was, when things get rough, say thank you, because there is a lesson in that. It sounds weird, but just try it. I guarantee that there will be something beneficial and good that you can use later on in life. Have a good one.